heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Oh, the great man Neil Brown. Wonderful to be here, Matt. And uh, Wonderful to have you here. Of course, uh, we worked together back. Uh, on Creek Way, originals. We, we, we were, where were the originals? Just when it was still called Wireless. 1996. No yeah. racing on a Sunday. And yeah. yeah. uh, you and I both haven't aged, and uh, we, 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 we're well preserved. <laughs> Are you going to be well preserved in wax in your own museum? <laughs> no. Come on, it's. I'm, you know, Madame to Sword's still around, isn't she? Might be frozen. Yeah, like, like Montgomery Burns. <laughs> It's a magnificent gesture by the club. Uh, blew me away to, to name it uh, in my honour, and it's just great for the family and my grandkids and that, and uh, that'll be here. And, and it's terrific to have a museum of, yeah. of artefacts and trophies and, and uh, photographs and things that people can look at. So as you know, uh, Brownie, there's been a lot of good gear and, and memorabilia over the years. It's yeah. sort of sat there and done bugger all, so it's to have storage. it in one place is pretty yeah. special. We had it and we'd been collecting it since Matty Corby's days and, you know, it was fantastic to utilise it. I've had donations just this week. Uh, an Easter egg trophy's coming down, the Bahama Image one. Um, it's coming over from Tassie. Billy McNally's uh, wow. d- uh, rang me and donated. I've got a cup from... Uh, uh, Port Lincoln in South Australia coming over, and a 1941 trophy from uh, from Broken Hill. You know, so it's oh, amazing. Great stuff. It's, great so stuff. it's interesting stuff. Uh, the first one I seen was the unbelievable portrait of Flying Amy. Of course, who's a champion who won a Group One National Absolutely. Sprint Championship here, but. Um, I just want to, obviously the theme is the Melbourne Cup. You've seen a lot of Melbourne Cups, all of them. Um, Not all of them. Not all of them. 1968 onwards, 55 this year. Okay, so uh, the one that stands out in my mind was Canton Bale, only because I was a young buck on track and a lot of the old-timers said to me, George, he can't win because he's a young greyhound drawn Mm. off the track. And he was unbelievable that day. That, that's the Melbourne Cup that sticks in my mind. Is there one that really sticks out for you? Well, no doubt the most exciting is the one we all remember so well, 2.15. Um, and uh, special for me, I was standing next to uh, watch the race with the late Paul Wheeler. Yeah. He wanted Fernando to win. He cornelled it. Dinah Double One was a fantastic chaser as well, an Australian Cup winner as well as a Melbourne Cup winner. Um, so that's a real standout. But uh, I was in the camp in 84 of Rustic Venture. Uh, so that's special to me because uh, uh, he's a Queenslander, uh, Peter Dunno, a wonderful trainer, stayed in Noble Park. Uh, and the people he stayed with, uh, John and Mark Weston, used to have a lot of interstate dogs. And they looked after my daughter, my eldest daughter, when uh, my wife was still going to work and she was only one or two years of age. And, of course, I gravitated straight away. Um, they got the job immediately when I saw a greyhound, you know, in their backyard <laughs> when we went to it. Anyway, they worked for the council. But uh, So celebrated well into the night with uh, uh, Doug Sudo, the owner, and, 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 and the Peter Nair is a wonderful trainer from Queensland. And she beat the Eagle Hawk Star, a, a, an absolute yeah. outstanding greyhound, Australian Cup winner as well. Uh, here and uh, so that one um, highly blessed. I was uh, pretty close to the mark there. I raced her when I was training in a maiden series at Bendigo. Imagine copying highly blessed. Yeah, in pulling a on highly blessed. I ran second and like fourth. Running into Scalacci in a maiden at Titan, which Mavorno <laughs> did one day. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, Doug Ferumi, uh, the late Doug Ferumi, a wonderful bloke, and uh, Lorraine's wife, and so I got to know them very well. So she just stepped off the mat here. 
four in front when they hit the ground and gave nothing else a chance in box five. And she was a little superstar. She she won in every state main race. So hey, a couple of those really stand out to me. Yeah. You mentioned Paul Wheeler. Um, and we've had the, the death of the GG's man in Tasmania who bred 30% of the population of racehorses in Tasmania. And uh, Tasmania Racing's trying to work out how they recalibrate from that. Has the death of Paul Wheeler caused any, because of the scale of what he did, has it had a, an impact on Greyhound Racing? Oh, I think so, boys. I, I think it's continued pretty well. The family has carried it on. Jan and uh, and Paul's son, they, uh, they've continued the business as it was. Um, a tremendous uh, family going right back to the 70s. Uh, Paul's father and, and his mother were both leading trainers for many, many years in and breeders in New South Wales. They had wonderful properties at the Oaks and now Paul's property young. So I don't think it's changed much at all. I, I think uh, they've continued to breed at the yeah. very best and uh, mm-hmm. and provide uh, terrific race dogs yeah, right around Australia. Yeah, what we've seen as well, Brownie, I mean, the, the Wheelers clearly had a long-standing relationship with Team Daly. Absolutely. And they've taken a fair leap of faith into their own sort of breeding operation, haven't they, they in the have, past few yeah. years? And an, an example yeah. of that is Fab's Vegetable in the, the Melbourne Cup this week. Yeah, well, George uh, is a very astute um, greyhound people, all of the dailies, George and Tom, but uh, George seems to be the breeding guru of the family. And, and, he's uh, gone at it, isn't he? He's, yeah. uh, he's very good at it. He's uh, been able to get, get it right. And, uh, yeah, they are producing their own uh, stock now, as well as still training for the for the Wheeler family as well. So, um, yeah, they've been at the top of the tree for a long, long time, haven't they, George? And George Daly, interestingly, looks all over the world for sires, doesn't he? I mean, if you have a look, I mean, Fab's Vegetable is by Bernardo, who's a, an Australian-bred dog, but um, it, a couple of his pups during the Dream Chase series were by Droopy Sydney, who was a champion sire in Ireland. So um, Droopy, he lives no Droopy Sydney. Droopy Sydney. <laughs> He's uh, no stone unturned, uh, George. It's Dale. like you know when you got mates at the pub and you've been hanging around for long enough, and what's that bloke saying? Oh, that's, don't worry about him. That's just Droopy it's old Droopy Sydney. Sydney. <laughs> Droopy Sydney. <laughs> hey, um, Neil, Pharaoh's Mask, Bold Trees, Best Stayers yes. ever, Tempix Champion Two. Do you agree with the SMSer? Uh, the staying comparison's very close. Um, a lot of people say that nothing come close to Bowley, but Pharaoh's Mask had his measure. There's no question. Uh, I think they clashed six times. Pharaoh's Mask beating five times and broke down uh, in so the was other. Pharaoh's Mask. This is like saying someone was better than Farlett. Was Pharaoh's Mask actually a better greyhound than Bold Trees? Well, he won a maturity stake as a sprinter, and he predominantly was a sprinter, and he didn't race over the distance, which is very difficult to do. To, to race all distances, and he was capable of that. We've only had Fanta Bale, and you know, we can name them that have been outstanding. Zolia Allen, I think. Oh, I don't. <laughs> That's Maddie's, my girlfriend. I used to stand on the grassy knoll over there and watch her knock off Miata in Sandown yeah, Cups. She was I, was sand, I was Miata's moz. Every time I rocked up, they go, oh, no. I think Paul Wheeler used to ring and see, see if you're on track. Paul Stewart. <laughs> and Paul Wheeler, who yeah, owns yeah, Zolia Allen. Yeah, Rowan. yeah, no, they, one, was, yeah. one was hoping I'd get a flat tyre, and the other one was, had a red car. Up and out. Yeah. yeah, Normie McCulloch will be looking for me now Saturday night to because uh, uh, I've had a crack uh, there with, with Pharaoh's Mars, but he was well, a terrific the chance. Line, so. as soon as I, when I said to you it was Pharaoh's Mars better than Bold Trees, the look on, on his on his face was, oh God, I'm going to commit to saying something here. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, but Allen, just on my my girlfriend, um, she was a jack of all trades, wasn't oh, she? Oh, she was a wonderful chaser. And she was ultimately in the end, I know I'm obsessed with Miata and Zylia Allen, but I think by the end of their careers, Zylia Allen had, was the better greyhound. Oh, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Uh, she was more versatile. Uh, 
very good sprinter early on, Miata, but uh, she went over the, the distance uh, a bit bit earlier than, um, you know, she, she, she made her way. George, she broke the, the track record at Canyons in three weeks in a row, didn't she? Yeah. To, to start her career. Yeah. 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 And so Ellen broke. Do you remember the photo shoot? That I organised. Yeah, it was a Gentlemen, black caviar. Oh, I, I just happened to hook up black caviar <laughs> with uh, Miata, and yeah. it was funny. It was at Caulfield, and um, every person who'd ever worked for GRV turned up just to see black caviar. So I was—I spoke to Moody afterwards, and he said I was just worried that black caviar was going to stand on Miata. So, um, and the reason why we did it is because I had lunch, dinner with Greg Miles and a few others a week before, and we were talking about the, the little-known fact to the outside world is that Miata was faster than Black Caviar, and that was the hook to the sports editor. I went up and said, did you know, you know how we're talking about Black Caviar being the fastest thing on four legs? Well, nearly every greyhound's faster um, over a short course, and there's a champion called Miata, and he, next thing you know, uh, the photo was arranged, and I think it ran on the back page of the paper. Mm. Well, I, I still annoy the Western Australians to this day um, because they love to talk about Miata, and I said, she didn't win a Sandown Cup, boys, so, you know, just just take cool your jets on that. Does she it get a bit She won a bold, won a bold trees, Brownie. She won a bold trees, but the Sandown Cup's that... The pinnacle. Yeah, That's when Matt she, was on course. And yeah. she had her chance. <laughs> Mate, I might as well have dressed as Darth Vader. Um, and she had two cracks as well. She did, absolutely. Two cracks and two Ed Stewart's did. on the hill over there. Um, big energy. Jay Adams says dollar eighty. I think he's getting a bit interested in that, actually. Um, Not lots, allowed to, but... Well, I mean, you, someone, you know related, I mean. someone related to you. It's a fabulous you. prize. Um, yeah. Go on. He just wins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, can he do something wrong and still I've, win? I've seen Melbourne Cups Australia the very best dog in the race, when the field is the one I'm looking at, um, they just win. We've had seven dogs win from box four. It's not a, it's not an easy box to win from, but he's chock full of confidence. Um, yeah, as we said, as you said, George, his back section, you know, he's he's the whole package. He's uh, he's racing very well. Cal Greeno said he's, you know, he's a lot more matured now. Um, he's in superb, just scintillating form. Have you, have you um, seen a good. better shootout victory? Uh, no, I, the, the last. I think Zylia Allen won the shootout. I'm you comparing uh, Georgie with. Uh, so we've seen one better. <laughs> That's why I just set the bait there. <laughs> a Melbourne Cup winner out of the blue. There's only two dogs won the shootout in the, in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, was Go Wild Teddy? Yeah. And he was clearly the best dog in that race. He drew the blue after winning the shootout, shootout and he won uh, very easily. The best celebration post-race I've that. ever seen. Mark Bell and his team uh, just went I think he did mental. a hammy. <laughs> he did a hammy. Uh, they really celebrated. He was a terrific uh, chaser and, uh, and a wonderful sire, wasn't he, um, Go Wild Teddy? Uh, yeah, the sire of Barship Bale. Yeah. Isn't it funny about, we speak about Go Wild Teddy, he won a Melbourne Cup, and then Brett Lee came along and beat him by eight lengths in an Australian Cup. Yeah. I mean, again, talk about exactly. champions of the sport. I mean, he was at another level, that dog. But so. Well, we had Yahtzee come from four last uh, year and drop out of the sky and win, you know, uh, from box four. So it is possible. But not only, always only seven times. Not always a script, though, Brownie. I mean, of Betty's recent Angel, memory. Box four. Um, Fernando Bale, hooked on scotch. Aston Rupee, those most recent two shootout winners as well. Um, yeah, look, I just think he wins. Mm. I, I, I don't think there's a, a, a heap of early pace on his inside. Let's get the exact if they, if they don't breathe on him, he wins who, easily. Who yeah. is there a clear second? Um, 
I'm not sure. Um, Do you like Idolise at eighteen dollars as a little bit of well, a play? Fantastic. She's had a litter of pups and comes into the <laughs> final. She's a great little chap. Group one winner. Um, I know Kel said Saturday night, didn't he, uh, at the box store? He didn't. He didn't want to be drawn on on her outside, yep. and that didn't happen. So that was one thing he was pleased about. Uh, yeah, she's some sort of chance. In the when you look at the rest of the field, she certainly is. And yep. you know, make my promise. Uh, Would that be a story? Like you know, stories that reach outside the sport. Mum comes back, has kids, wins the big race. I can see how that would talk about finding a, a page three spot in the paper. That's uh, that's your unique. Well, the story. photo shoot Sunday morning of the cup and her pups yeah, around, and, the pups and, and one of them sitting the in that cup. And, oh, yeah, perfect setup. Yeah, one of them's mischievous. You know, there's always one George. One <laughs> I don't the think they'll be uh, yeah. able to fit in the cup anymore. But uh, um, how old are they, George? Well, we could. Sh- we could they were born in them. February, so what's that? Nine months now. Yeah, oh, they'll, they'll be big units. Mm. He looked a certainty in the shootout to me. I just thought he was over the line in the shootout. Yeah. Big energy, uh, just perfectly drawn where he wanted to be in the four-dog field. And I thought he was a moral the other night. And that, the price reflected that. That Cranbourne Cup run was huge, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was jo- Adelaide Edinburgh. Cup, very good. Mm. He um, had no luck in the top gun at all from, you know, at, at the Meadows. So he's racing in, in super right. form. Hey, um, we're going to take a break. Then Nathan Rooney's going to add his thoughts to our thoughts or your thoughts. Ray Britton uh, is the owner of uh, Aussie Rocks, and he's going to join us as well. And then we're going to get into some fast forward and a bit of gallop stuff as well. But we'll keep the Greyhound theme continuing Send some SMSs in 0416905052. It's very rare that you get Brown, Adams and Ferrugia all on the same set at the same time. So this is your chance to engage with the three gurus or give us a, cha- uh, give us a ring, 1300 652 927. Uh, so we're going to take a break and then Nathan Rooney's perspective after this break. Stay informed about the state of racing with RSN's Racing Pulse. And we are presented by the Pinnacles, Perth's premier turf carnival this Saturday. Crown Perth Winterbottom Stakes Day, perthracing.org.au. RSN's uh, Monday and Tuesday night dominator, Nathan Rooney, joins us to give his, his thoughts on the Melbourne Cup and the Bold Trees. How are you, Nath? Yeah, good to be with you, boys. A little bit earlier than my typical Monday and Tuesday night slot coming in in the morning. But, uh, yeah, what a wonderful car to racing it's going to be at Sandown Park. It's going to be a uh, big crowd, Jim. A pack full of action, no doubt, on course, and uh, the racing on the track is certainly going to be uh, at the highest quality of standard. Dollar eighty, big energy, yay or nay? A big yay for me. It's uh, he'd have to do something uh, wrong to be beaten. I think his uh, last couple of weeks have been absolutely first class. He's been hitting the lids. I don't think box four is a disadvantage for him. He's going to get room in the initial stages, and uh, if they give him a stride or two, they won't see which way he goes. We're struggling to find the exact dog. Uh, Georgie think it's, thinks it's the mum. Uh, Idolise, who might be a really good value chance to slide into second. Have you got a, a, an order of preference for those who might slot in second and third? Uh, I think Buddy Manelli's drawn perfect. I think he only, only hope he had in the race if he drew the red. He'll just settle behind the speed and rail. And I think um, with the pace on in the race, they might string out enough that he might just get the cold drop up the fence and... I think he's the, uh, the the Quinella or Exacta dog for mine. And Idolise on speed, I give her a, a really good chance. But um, I think Fab Vegetable offers a, a bit of value in the trifectas and first four players off an inside draw based on a 29-29 win about uh, two or three months ago. And if he can resume and uh, do what he did on that night, he could uh, fill a hole at a big price as well. And Nath, as Matty mentions, you've been killing him. 
Monday and Tuesday nights. Now, I know for you, your expectation and standing to tip half the card. What sort of playground has it been over the past couple of nights? It's been okay. We uh, found a few winners last night. There was a few blowouts. Um, but, yeah, no, I think we tipped five out of the 12 last night. And last week we had a few winners, and we managed to find a $20 winner and a $12 winner to kick off proceedings uh, last Monday and last Tuesday night. So hopefully we do the same again tonight for all listeners out there. All right, you are the dominator. Give us uh, give us a couple of best bets for tonight. Um, I'm really keen on the maiden final. A dog named Darnham Diesel. He seems to be a exciting puppy. Drew box eight in the maiden final. We were pretty keen on him last week around the three dollar fifty quote, and he didn't let us down. I think he will win the maiden final tonight. And then I think we'll have to wait for the last race. So I passed uh, your bedtime, Matty, but uh, race twelve, uh, smoking zag in a veterans race. He looks really. Back to his age group, and I think he's one of the better bets of the night. Terrific. Good on you, Nath. Good on you, mate. No worries. Take care, boys. Thanks a lot. The Monday, Tuesday dominator, Nathan Rooney, there. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, we're going to have a chat to Ray Britton as well, who uh, has uh, Aussie Rocks in the race. Is it hard, Brownie, when you everyone just declares your rival immoral in a, a race with it 600 grand or the winner? What sort of, you know, do you sort of drag your lip on your way to the boxes when you're up against a big energy at a dollar sixty? Look, I think you you would be so delighted to be in a race like the Melbourne Cup. That may override, uh, you know, what the outcome of the race might be, but might 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 happen. But we've seen all sorts of things happen, and uh, you know they're not without a chance. No, so he... you'd be you'd be absolutely delighted to be in the race and. Uh, no, you're a, a live chance. Knowing most trainers, George, the most uncomfortable person about, um, about to say the energy being called a mile is probably Cal Greeno Absolutely, himself. absolutely. <laughs> he just plays the straightest bat and grey in race. Do you reckon he's thrown seen? his wireless through the window this morning <laughs> after listening to us? I've got some SMSs. Uh, Ray Britton is ready. We can ask him what it's like to be uh, up against one that everyone says is over the line. But, Jase, uh, the, the camera angles have caused a bit of... Uh, controversy. Uh, week one uh, they were very fancy but not very user friendly. Week two there was some tweaking but still um, not just the clean shot that most people are used to. I think most of the criticism has been have all the fancy stuff you like but just not for the race coverage. Have it later for promo material and so on. Where are we at? With, I know there's a big challenge because it's about innovation and younger audiences and so on versus rusted ons and so on but what's the story with the Tell us about what the what the camera angles will be yeah, like. Yeah, so the moment. challenge is in the situation, I mean, we've got this opportunity on Racing.com to a new audience to present a different way. So that's the key. Is, so different, it's been, is different better? Well, I might ask you that. Is it is it is it different or just not what you're used to? No, it's not a clean shot. Okay. I'm a punter. So, okay. no, it's just disruptive to me. Okay. I, I accept it as promotional material and I accept it as uh, what you charge the race, but... I want to see who jumps cleanest. I don't want to see an interrupted shot because then I lose then I lose rhythm, and I don't care whether I'm 18 or 80. I'm still going to feel the same way. Yeah, so. I understand that. So yeah, I'm still working on that. Obviously, on Saturday night at school with this broom camera, it's a bit of a side-on yep. shot to how they began, which I thought was a pretty good perspective. Yeah. Um, and then outside of that, only the head on down the back straight. So as I said, it's important to present in a different way to what we're seeing from a stock standard point of view on Sky to present in a different way to a new audience, but I totally take on board what you're saying. Okay. Don't think it's set in stone. We'll work on it for sure. All right, no worries. I don't know if Britain's got a view on it. Um, well, he's not going to be watching from home. He's going to be standing on my little um, Zylia Allen <laughs> Hill. If, he's, if, he, if he knows where a lucky spot is, that's the spot. Uh, and he joins us, and he's obviously uh, Aussie Rocks. Uh, how are you, Ray? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. 
Ray, great to have you on the program. I mean, you're the owner of Aussie Rocks, and as we heard from you on .com on Saturday night, this has been decades in the making. When did you first start getting involved in greyhound racing, and what sort of sort of inspiration has it been to, to get where, where you are now with a Melbourne Cup finalist? Oh, look, I got in, started getting involved back in 92. Um, I had my first dog, and it's just evolved from there, dog after dog after dog, but, yeah. And the emotion as he crossed the line, when the penny dropped in your mind that you are now a Melbourne Cup finalist, talk us through that. Uh, it was when we camped off the back of Flying Zulu, I thought we could get underneath him, but when he faltered, and, and I don't know what happened, but um, when when we got past him and we were clear up the back, I thought, we're home here. But Vaucluse Bale started to make ground, and we kicked again in the straight, and I thought, nah, they're not going to get us now. And it was just amazing, just the emotions and everything that you've worked for to, to get to this point, it was just crazy. Ray, uh, tell us about your view on the box draw um, after um, he is drawn sort of in the middle. There's a little bit of speed all around you, but he's been a terrific greyhound that's been able to, to cope with bad box draws uh, for pretty much all his career. Yeah, when I when I pulled the five out, oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my luck. But, you know, knowing that big energy was underneath us, I, I preferred him to be underneath us and on our outside and, you know... Um, idolised on our outside and I thought well she runs a straight line so we we might just get a little bit of a card across with big energy but you know you can't take nothing away from anyone any dog in the field they're, they're all deserving dogs and they've all got there yeah, they have, and uh, who knows, Aussie Rocks uh, might just get that trail across with big energy, and who knows what might happen from there. Hey, Ray, we've got to leave it there because we've got the news coming up. Good on you, mate, and good luck. No worries. Thanks for your time. Ray Britton there representing Aussie Rocks. Uh, just some SMSs before we go, gentlemen. Matt, after Tim Zoo wins, you'll have to organise a photo shoot with Tim Zoo, the boxer. Walking him on a lead will definitely make the back page of the paper. And with an, uh, that's Tim from Kilsyth. I think Tim wants me to end up getting in a, in a, a fracas with Tim Zhu, the, the boxer. Light of fire, closing argument. Outstanding. Yeah. Both dogs. The Phoenix should have been called the Neil Brown, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Hi, guys. Can you name the two dogs that won the Melbourne Cup before going to win, on to win the Silver Chief? Would that be a light of fire? Uh, Sorry, win the Lock. Silver Chief then with the Melbourne Cup? Uh, can no. you name the two dogs that won the Melbourne Cup before think, going... I think it was the other way around. Definitely okay. Canton Bale. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Light of Fire, I think you're right, George. Much, how much faster are greyhounds and thoroughbreds? Worth noting that the dish slickers aren't... I don't mind them being called that. I know it's been a thing, but I don't mind it. They lick dishes. Uh, aren't carrying 60 kilos on their back. So, yeah, that's worth factoring in, but they're still faster. Yeah, the Rockets hit 70 kilometres around the first turn mm. here, so I'm not sure what a horse would max out at. Matty's probably a bit different, given they're not sort of hitting their peak immediately after the start, but probably 100 metres into the race here, 120 metres into the race, they hit about 70 k's. Well, I think the reason why the Miata Black Caviar story sold is because of that really interesting hook that the outside world does. It get like, wow, there's a faster thing around, 
And I think the best story, the one I'll be cheering home, because I'm always a story man, George. Mm-hmm. I want mummy. I want mummy to win because I, I want to see the photo that Jay spoke about in the next day where we try and shove a pup into a cup. <laughs> the best photo shoot of all time. I think one of the best syndicate names too. It, uh, the trainer is oh. Peter Prosciutto, and uh, one of his syndicates is the Salty Pick, which I think is fantastic. very good. We had Peter Prosciutto on the big bad book and the Three Little Pigs. I think is another syndicate <laughs> name. Another one. Yeah. Excellent. What stuff. a great year he's had, Pete. Fantastic. Beautiful. Eight bold trees selections. Oh, I've got to go through it again. Val Policella, I think if she begins the same way she did, she's hard to beat. Zohar Bale's closing sectionals were outstanding. Without going too deep into it, probably Val Policella at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I always worry about how close Zohar Bale is mm. because his run-home times are just ridiculous. And I'm going to have a bit of a play on um, Palawa King. I just I really like that greyhound. I was on him for the National Distance Championship, and I'm going to stick with him. Yeah, I'm well. a Palawa man myself. Mm. Has he got a good record from Boxo? Got a good record from everywhere, I think. Right. Yeah. No, I'm a Palawa man. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a mummy into Palawa. I think I think Zohar wins uh, from box one, but I'll be cheering for Untapped. Uh, might be a swan song, George, and she's been uh, a pin-up girl for the uh, our, our club syndications, and she's been a wonderful chaser in her second bowl trees. Uh, two bowl trees, two yeah. top guns. I think she made the ten group one final. Two Sandown uh, Cups and one one. She's been a little superstar, mm. and uh, we're looking forward to brooding with her, George. Maybe and, we should uh, buy a pup out of her. Yeah, I think we might. <laughs> no, you, two do sto- your, you two do your business. <laughs> from a story side. point of view with her, Maddie, I mean, she was on the doorstep of retirement before she raced, wasn't Correct. she, George? Yeah. And now she's made all these group finals. Yeah. Sort of like Sage Tennille's story. Didn't want to mm. sort of be there, wanted a sofa, and then said, oh, you know what, I'm pretty good at this, so I'll, uh, I'll go around and win 400K. You know, <laughs> it's almost movie-worthy. It's almost movie-worthy. <laughs> um, who will play Idolise in the movie? <laughs> Lassie. <laughs> hey, good on you guys. Um, yeah, beautiful. Uh, uh, great morning out here. I love it. I love seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff. I like being up close to the to the greyhounds to see how big they are. And there's nothing like watching a greyhound run along a dog beach. To, then then you get an impression how fast they are. But this is the next best thing because it's all a bit uh, raw. And uh, it's been a great morning. And it's going to be a great night on Saturday night. So I hope everyone has a really great night. Good on you guys. Thanks for joining us. Hope you're all your tips get home and I'll know if Big Energy wins and Idolise runs second that Georgie's on fire. So, hey, good luck uh, and we'll leave it there. We're going to take the news.